This episode of the JB Sissom Show is brought to you by Jason's newest book, Focus Up, In, and Out. Three Powerful Strategies to Running an Effective Small Group. Available now, wherever books are sold. Do you want to take your writing to the next level? Well, I'm opening the doors to a five-week Zoom course on how you can use Scrivener. In my opinion, it is the number one writing software. So I want you to stick around and I will tell you a little bit more. But in today's episode, we're talking about how you can be the hero of your own story and how to stop playing the victim card. Do you have a message to share and wonder, how do I get heard? Broadcasting from the beautiful lakes of Minnesota and the Twin Cities, welcome to the J.B. Sism Show. This show will motivate you with clarity and help you find your voice so you can take your message to the next level. Now, here's your host, Jason Sism. Well, my friends, taking everything to the next level is what I love to do best here at jbsism.com. Well, my friends, welcome to today's episode. Let me ask you this question. What is success? And that is what we are talking about today. We're talking about how you can be the hero of your own story. And we often feel, and correct me if you feel I'm wrong, but sometimes we feel we don't measure up to other people. That may be... Maybe they're just a little bit more successful than we are. And so many times we take the role of the victim and we wonder who is going to rescue us from our troubles. Well, my friends, in today's episode, this is episode number 151 of the show. And if you want to read along with the show notes, you can do so on the website, jbcism.com forward slash 151 jbcism.com forward slash 151 and we're talking about how to stop playing the victim card and how you can begin to find success in your family your ministry and your life and I think one of the greatest hindrances that we have to success is often we play that silly victim card We take something that's happening in our life and we look at it with a glass that's half full. Maybe we wallow in our own ineptness that we just can't perform at a high level. However, we can, and I believe this, we can transform ourselves from seeing ourselves as the victim to seeing ourselves as a hardworking hero within our own story. Now, I'm I'm using the example of heroes and villains and victims today because well, I'm a writer and my phone is interacting with the audio. You probably heard that. Crazy. All right. But because I'm a writer, I I, I deal with heroes, I deal with victims, I deal with villains of the story and what a lot of people don't realize is we can be all three in our own personal story. I mean, think about it. We can be either the hero, we're moving the plot of our life forward. We can be the victim where we 
in a sense, blame someone else, a circumstance, maybe a thing like technology for our failures or our ineptness at life. Or sometimes we play the villain and we actually thwart our own success. We thwart our own journey and we become our own worst enemy. So that's what I'm talking about today because I'm actually reading a book right now. It's a fantastic book by Donald Miller. He is the number one Wall Street Journal bestselling author of the book Building a Story Brand. And he has a book called Business Made Simple. It's a it's a great book. It's a it's actually a 60-day book to master leadership, sales, marketing, execution, management, personal productivity, and more. Let me let me read what this is. It's a it's a, it's a blue colored book. So here's what it says on the back flap. This blue book is this blue book more valuable than a business degree? I'll let that thought just linger there for a minute. It's hard to be successful without a clear understanding of how business works. These daily readings are crucial for any professional or business owner who wants to take their career, and I would like to add their life, to the next level. In this 60-day guide, readers will be introduced to 10 areas where truly successful leaders and their businesses excel. So here are the 10 areas that he lists out on this back flap. Number one is character. What kind of person succeeds? Number two is leadership. How do you unite a team around a mission? Or how do you unite people around your mission? Number three, personal productivity. How can you truly get more done in less time? And, and if you've followed me on my blog or podcast or followed any of my teachings, you will know that I talk a lot about how to get more done in less time. It's, it's something that I try to ascribe to in my own daily life because I believe doing everything I can to set goals and set, um, take, or I, let me say it this way, take my action items that I have written down and put them in a priority order where this is the most pressing thing that needs to get done today. And I try to make sure that I get the most important things that's going to further my personal goals, my professional goals, the goals that I have for my writing, any kind of goal that I have, I want to take those action items and I want to put them at the forefront of my mind and I want to make sure that I am intentional about getting things done that need to get done. Now, truth to tell, I'm not perfect at it and that's to be expected because I don't think anybody is going to be perfect at everything. We're not going to be batting a thousand all the time. But 
How do we take personal productivity to the next level? Number four that he has in this book is business strategy. How do we make business really work? Messaging, uh, which is number five. Why aren't customers paying more attention to what we want? Now, I'm not to that point, and I'm going to be doing a whole series in this podcast on this particular book because I, I believe the principles that I'm learning in this book can be easily applied to wherever you are at in your personal life, your professional life, etc. And then let's see, we have one, two, three, four, five, uh, oh, six, marketing. Uh, how do you build a sales funnel? And isn't that something we all want to learn how to do better? <laughs> a negotiation. How do we get what we want in a negotiation? Um, sales. How do we get more sales? Management. What does a good manager do? Execution. How do we create a high-performing team? So anyway, this book has been... Absolutely amazing. I, I have loved reading this so far. I'm, I've been on this journey now for about 14 days. So I've only about 14 days into this book. But, but dealing with character and productivity and marketing and all of this is essential to success. And now his, his thesis statement for this book, let me read you his thesis statement. He said, a solid business education should not cost tens of thousands of dollars and should focus on teaching practical skills that translate into business success. This book is designed to help you and your team become value-driven professionals. Value-driven professionals get more done in less time. They create less stress and more clarity and earn more for themselves and those they represent. In other words, our goal is to take what we do and be people of integrity and be individuals who realize that our employer is investing into us or we are investing into ourselves. And the goal of investments, if you know anything about investing, the goal of a good investment is to make sure that there is going to be a return on that investment. But I think one of the greatest hindrances to this investment success is that we often play the victim card. We take something that is happening in our life and we tend to look at it as a glass half full and we wallow in our ineptness. And we can't perform at a high level. However, we can transform ourselves from seeing ourselves as a victim to seeing ourselves as a hard-working hero of our own story. I mean, I mean, don't you want to see yourself as the hero of your own story versus somebody who is just there to 
fill a seat. Talk more in just a minute. This is the JB Sism Show. So how do we do this? How do we become the hero of our own story? Well, before I get into answering that question, let me go back to something I was talking about earlier and how I am opening up the doors to a five-week Zoom course on how to use Scrivener. Now, If you don't know what Scrivener is, Scrivener is one of the number one, in my opinion, the number one writing software around. Now, there's a few others out there. You have Dabble and you have, of course, a lot of people use Evernote or Microsoft Word. Ick, I don't like Microsoft Word. But uh, Scrivener allows you to categorize your writing Helps you outline better outlines, helps you keep track of what it is that you are wanting to keep track of. It allows you to segregate out your writing so that you can easily edit that to which you have previously edited by taking snapshots of your work as you move through your manuscript. So in other words, uh, case in point, I was editing a chapter the other day in my manuscript and I took a snapshot before I started editing and then when I was done editing, I took another snapshot of my completed work and then I could actually take a look at and see what I had changed or maybe what I hadn't changed in the manuscript and And if I realize I didn't like the edits I made, I can simply click revert back. And if you revert back, you simply are back to where you started. Anyway, Scrivener is fantastic. So I am opening the doors to this course. And you'll be able to access this on my website. I want you to click work with me at the top. And then click the Right Now Masterclass. And there it'll take you to a sales page where you can read about what this course will do for you. And then you'll be able to purchase a ticket to come to this Zoom course. Now, this Zoom course is a five-week course. I'm going to begin this course on June 8th, Tuesday, June 8th at 7.30 p.m., and it's going to be a 90-minute course for five weeks. The cost is, one, an investment into your writing, and two, it will help you become a better writer. So, that being said, the cost is $150 to join for this class. You're going to get this five-week training. You're going to get the replay videos for this. 
And I can guarantee you, because I've had people go through this course before when I've done an in-person course, but because of COVID, that changed a lot of this. So now I'm going to Zoom courses, five weeks, $150, it will change your writing life. I guarantee it will change your writing life. If you believe in your writing and you believe you can take your writing to the next level, this course is for you. Whether or not you continue to use Scrivener or not after this course, you're going to learn valuable lessons. I guarantee you will completely blow your mind. And you'll be writing better books from here on out. So anyway, go to my website, jbcism.com forward slash write hyphen now, jbcism.com forward slash write hyphen now, or you just click the work with me link and go down to the right now masterclass. And there you're going to find the purchase link for this. So how do we get rid of the victim mindset? How do we do this? How do we become the hero of our own story? Well, I'm going to tell you in three ways. Number one is this. Victims look for people to rescue them while on the flip side, heroes take control. So victims look for people to rescue them while heroes take control of their life. One of my favorite uh, life coach gurus out there, a guy by the name of Tony Robbins. And if you don't know who Tony Robbins is, you're probably living under a rock. <laughs> but Tony Robbins says this, life doesn't happen to me, life happens happens for me. Let me say that again, if you didn't catch that the first time. Life doesn't happen to me. Life happens for me. You see, victimhood is the state of choosing to let life happen to you. In other words, you're not in control and you believe that fate is maybe dealt you a bad hand. Have you ever played poker? You've been dealt a bad hand. You put in your chet and you realize that you shouldn't have put in a chet and you should have just folded and then you lost your bet. Victimhood is not taking control. You're allowing life happen to you. And you also believe that other people are responsible for these failures in life or your ineptness at life. Now, we know that's not or we should think and should believe that that's not true. And I would like to think most people think that. But truth to tell. Our businesses Our office spaces are filled with people 
who like to play the blame game. Or they like to not own up to their own mistakes. Or they like to blame technology for things not getting done. They play the victim card. And we've all done it. We've all played that card. And we've asked for people to come find us and rescue us and pull us out of this little abyss that we're in. But on the flip side, heroes allow themselves or successful people allow themselves to take control of whatever life is throwing at them. They don't allow limits to handicap their lives. You know, in a sense, they remove all barriers keeping them from achieving their dreams or achieving their goals. And this is why writing down your goals are so vitally important. And and I'll get into that in one of these other episodes down the road here from uh, Donald Miller's book, but... Writing down your goals is going to help you achieve your goals, help you achieve your dreams. Because if you don't see where you're going, you're not going to end up where you want it to be. You're going to be somewhere else. But what heroes do, and if you want to be the hero of your own story, you can't allow life circumstances to hold you back. It is a choice either to stay where you're at Or it's a choice to completely and succinctly move forward. Make the cognitive choice to move forward. And I believe if we move forward and we put action steps to our goals and to our dreams, we're going to see them start unfold in a very real way. But we can't look for people to always rescue us. We need to take control. Instead of allowing life to happen to you, we take that mindset and we shift it just a little bit. We change one word. Life happens for me. Life doesn't happen to me. Life happens for me. It's just a little shift of our mindset. And if we take that shift and we allow that to really sink in and completely, how do I want to word this? Alter our mind, alter our heart, reprogram our thought patterns, because our brain is just a giant supercomputer, and we can tell it to do all kinds of things. And so if we give ourselves the programming that life happens for me, we're going to start finding that we can take better control of our lives and limit the handicap thereof. So number one, victims look for people to rescue them while heroes take control. Number two, heroes don't blame others for their failures. Heroes don't blame others for their failures. You see, we tend to move into a state of victimhood when things get hard Or we simply just look for some sympathy from the people around us. Here's the other thing victims do. They don't take responsibility for their actions. I was saying that a little bit earlier. They don't take 
responsibilities. They play the blame game. Remember the story of Adam and Eve? Adam and Eve created by God in the Garden of Eden, Genesis chapter 2 and chapter 3. And God said, you can eat of any tree in the garden that you want to eat of. But there's one tree which you shall not eat of, and that is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I hope you remember that from Sunday school. <laughs> and if you're not a Christian, if you're not a believer and you're listening to this, um, you can look at this as a, as a good example of what not to do when you're approached with a situation. Or confronted with a situation. But God said to Adam and Eve, after they both ate of this forbidden tree, God said, what have you done? Did you eat of the tree which I've commanded you not to eat from in the middle of the garden? And Adam, instead of taking responsibility for his actions, he played the victim card and he said, Whoa, God. It was this woman you gave me, and she gave me the fruit. He's admitting he ate it, but he's not taking responsibility for his actions. He's playing the victim card, saying, I had no choice. How do I say no to my wife? (laughs) Guys, you've never been in that situation, have you? Anyway. (laughs) But God turns to Eve and said, what is this you have done? And Eve goes, whoa, God. It was this crafty serpent. He's the one. (laughs) He's the one who deceived me. She played the victim card as well, saying, it's not my fault that I ate the tree. It's the serpent's fault. So God cursed the serpent, and then he turned right back to Adam and Eve, and he said, because of your disobedience, this is what's going to happen. And then they were punished and banished from the garden. You see, we're always wanting to blame, put the blame on someone or something else for our shortcomings or for our failures. However, people, I believe, get tired of being around others who play the victim game. It's not my fault that this happened. It's not my fault. This is what happened. Or this is what has transpired. And it was completely... Out of my control. Now, I'm not saying there aren't legitimate times where things are completely out of your control. And yes, that does happen from time to time. But I think if we want to have good character, we don't want to be playing this blame game. Donald Miller says in his book, he calls these people false victims. He says the problem with playing the victim card 
is it only works once. People get tired of being around these false victims. Because when you're around a false victim, you end up always having to do their work for them. Eventually, a false victim is resented for stealing resources to help from actual victims. In other words, he he continues on. He goes, competent professionals can deal with any sort of challenge, even unfair challenges, and yet still find a way to win. The victim role is always a temporary role. Often that's the case in life. The victim, it's a temporary role, and they're often forgotten about. Remember the boy, the story, the boy who cried wolf? kept forcing the villagers to come running to his aid. And he goes, wolf, 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 wolf. And they come running, and sure enough, there's not a wolf there. And he goes, ha, 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 trick, trick, trick. And he does it again. And he does it again. And he does it again. And finally, when a real wolf showed up, the villagers didn't come, and things got messy. You see, because false victims who are always blaming others or situations for their own shortcomings, they're essentially stealing the resources from real victims of life. And truth to tell, you're always having to do the work for them. You see, we're called to be competent leaders who can deal with any challenge that arises. And sometimes those challenges are warranted And other times, those challenges, sure, are completely unfair. But if we want to be a professional-driven leader in our area of influence, where we pride ourselves as being a high achiever, we're always going to find a way to win. Even if we find that win at just 10%. You see, if we truly are in trouble and we truly need somebody to step in to rescue us and we call out for help, then we will gather the strength necessary to transform back into the hero. You see, a false victim will keep playing that card over and over and over, but a hero will only establish himself as the victim for just a moment and then translate himself back into the hero's role. In other words... It's all in how we see ourselves. It's all in how we interpret what is inside of our minds. So, I ask you that you choose not to see yourself as the victim. Donna Miller writes it here. It will end your personal development. It's true that some people have to overcome more than others. But the more you overcome, the greater your heroic story. So keep that in mind, because heroes don't play the victim and blame others for their failures. Number three is heroes see themselves on a mission. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever put together a mission statement for your life? Have you ever put a mission statement for your life? For me... My mission in life 
is to help is to help leaders find their voice so they can tell their story so they can succeed in life. I want people to be able to take their message, help more people find true life in Jesus Christ, help people go to the next level to accomplish their goals. So in other words, if I was to distill all of that down into a simple mission statement, it would be this. My goal is to help you find your voice, tell your story, and succeed in your family, your ministry or business, and your life. Here's the deal. If you have never done that, if you've not put together a mission statement for your life, I encourage you to draft a mission statement today. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be a big, long, drawn-out thing. It just needs to be enough to whet your appetite and help you develop a simple plan as to where you're headed or where you want to go or where you want to end up. Michael Hyatt often talks about in his books that having a purpose that you're living for, about having a purpose that you're living for. In other words, we need to be driven towards something. We can't just sit idly by and it's so easy to do that. It's so easy to sit idly by and allow ourselves to shrink back. But the thing is, If we have a vision and we try to make it a reality, we have to learn to zag when things get challenging or challenges arise. You see, they're always going to arise, but it's how we deal with those challenges that determine if we're going to either, well, one, succeed or two, fail. And if we do fail, we know it's just a stepping stone into the next thing that God has for us to accomplish. But... Having a well-drafted vision will help you achieve success as long as long as you don't play the blame game on any shortcomings in your life or for others or for things or things that potentially seem out of your control. My friends, if, if we want to draft a story that's compelling, we want to leave a legacy for others to follow, boy, we have to stop playing the victim card and we have to allow ourselves to see beyond our current circumstances learn to rise above and as tony robbins would say let life happen for us and not to us i hope all of this makes sense this is a fantastic book and i'm going to do this do a series on this on this book because I think it's uh, the lessons in here are incredibly, incredibly valuable. And I do encourage you, if you are wanting to take your life to the next level, especially your writing life, if you're writing a book or you're writing a blog or you're writing a memoir, you're writing a nonfiction book, whatever it is, I do encourage you to sign up for my uh, my Zoom masterclass, Writing with Scrivener, because it is going to completely change how you write. You're going to be able to write faster than you ever thought possible. 
You're going to be able to see all of your thoughts all in one place. It's $150. You're not going to want to miss this. It's a five-week course beginning on June 8th at 7.30 p.m. And if you sign up, you're going to get a Zoom link. You're going to be able to re-watch these episodes. And, and I can't wait to jump on a Zoom call with you. And again, if you if that doesn't spark your interest and you actually want to start discovering what it takes to take your life to the next level, I want to be your coach. And I want to jump on a, a coaching call with you. So here's what I want you to do. Go to my website, jbcism.com, and click work with me. And then click on the one-on-one coaching link. So if you're if you don't want to do the Scrivener course, that's fine. I would love to be your coach. I would love to invite you into a um, a coaching experience where we can see if you would be a good fit for me to coach you in how to take your life to the next level, help you learn how you can set life goals and how you can accomplish those goals so that you can succeed in your family, your ministry, your business, and your life. And I want to do that for you. So jbsystem.com, click work with me, click on the one-on-one coaching if you want to, um, and fill out the application if you want me to coach you, or if you want to use any of my other services that I have available. Or, I would, and or, I would love to invite you into a five-week masterclass where I'm going to teach you the Scrivener and it's going to be basically a live coaching experience where I'm going to coach you and walk you through how to use the software, but you're going to get heaps and heaps of information that is going to radically change your life. So I want you to do that. Go to my website, jbcism.com, click, click on work with me and, and my friends, as always, you can always find more information about me on my website at jbcism.com. And you can find the full show notes on my website, jbcism.com forward slash 151. And my friends, until next time, find your voice, write your story, succeed in life. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening. This has been the JB Sism Show. You can find the archives of the show at jbsism.com or on iTunes. Don't forget to visit jbsism.com to download a special ebook when you sign up for the free newsletter. You'll get new episodes, updates, and so much more. This podcast is copyright Jason Sism and Sism Enterprise, all rights reserved. Until next week, stay motivated with clarity, take your message to the next level, and find success in your family, ministry, and life. This episode of the J.B. Sissom Show is brought to you by Jason's newest book, Focus Up, In, and Out. Three Powerful Strategies to Running an Effective Small Group. Available now, wherever books are sold.